Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Glory to God. This is Brother Joseph coming at you. Hallelujah. And today is March the 29th, 2020. And it's 9.01 in the morning. Glory to God. And um, I want to welcome everyone today to those that have joined so far and those that will be joining and partaking in the uh, in the near future. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, there's a lot to cover today and a lot going on, glory to God, as usual, as here lately. And, um, well, like I said, the first thing I want to do is start out with some prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, for your faithfulness. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, that you are, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is the faithful God which keeps covenant and shows mercy to those who love him unto a thousand generations, but will by no means clear the guilty, but will visit the sins of the fathers unto the third and fourth generations. I thank you, Father God, that you bless our bread and our water, and you, that you take sickness far away from us, Father. You turn all sickness from our lives. Amen. I thank you, Father God, that in Jesus' name, that there shall none cast their young, nor be barren in the land. The number of our days you will fulfill. Everything that we have in you, Father God, and you you being our inheritance, Father God, is fulfilled in you, glory to God. And I thank you, Lord God, for your precious word that's going to go forth today. I thank you, Lord God, that as we stand here in your presence, Father, ministering these words of life, coming forth out of that holy of holies, out of our spirit, man, glory to God, and ministering these words of life, the bread of life, Jesus Christ, to your people, Father. Thank you, Father God, for this precious time, Father God. Thank you for your word that declares, Psalm 91.1, that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I thank you, Lord God, for that divine covering on your people, Father. I bless you, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for your presence. Amen, Father. We bless you, Father, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, how, how's everyone doing? Amen. I hope, uh, like I said, I trust everyone's doing well today. Um, it's been an interesting uh, week again and an interesting interesting time. I mean, for myself, you know, I really had intended on spending quite, a, I mean, a lot of time this week on the Word of God, but as it turns out, that's what happened. And, and because of that, I noticed the nearness of the Holy Spirit, man. Just a strong, overwhelming presence of God, amen. And the Scripture says that, uh, that the Scripture says that, in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And and I believe that, amen. I believe that as we stay in the presence of God, amen, we're going to experience joy and peace, amen, immeasurable. In other words, unlimited. And I wanted to start out today with the scripture in uh, Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. And uh, I'm just going to give a small exhortation because we have a lot of material to cover today. We're going to try to cover... The last part of the outline uh, related to uh, one thing is needful, talking about Mary and Martha and make a few contrasts and distinctions there. And then we're going to get into taking the limits off God, amen. And we're going to understand how that the scripture says that they limited the Holy One of Israel, amen. But we're going to get into that. And uh, right now, let's start off with Genesis 15:1. <clears throat> now, this is uh, God talking to Abram, or Abram had a vision, amen. So after these things... The word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, a couple of things here is that whenever there was a name change in the scriptures, there's, there's always a nature change. 
So Abram had not become Abraham yet. God hadn't given him that yet. And Abram here means exalted father, but Abraham means father, um, father of many, right? And so it says here that fear not, Abram, I am that shield, right? I'm going to be your buckler, your shield, your protector, amen? Like the height of a crocodile, I'm going to be tough and, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect you, amen? And of course, we understand that God does that through his way, right? The scripture says that the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and delivers them. Deliver means to equip for fight. He's going to keep you strong and strengthened in the Lord, amen, as long as you stay pursuing him and seeking him. And then the other thing is, is that the scripture says that are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister unto them who shall be the heirs of salvation? Well, we are the heirs, amen, of this salvation, this inheritance, glory to God. <clears throat> and therefore, these angels are ministering spirits. Again, so long as we stay in the word, amen. We have to maintain our faith toward God, amen. We continuously have to be moving forward in the word of the Lord in our lives, amen. <clears throat> and not from a perspective of knowledge, right? You're not trying to gain information so you can have a database full of information. What you're wanting to do is as you get in the word, the word gets in your heart. The Holy Spirit can breathe on that word and bring rainbows to you all day long throughout your life, right? The abundant life, the abundant Zoe, amen, perpetually. Not just, I'm going to be born again, I'm going to live forever. No, perpetually born again, renewed in your spirit to be able to experience that life of God on a day-by-day day basis. Amen. The Zoe of God. So it says, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Exceeding is the word much. And then it also says might, force, and abundance. Muchness. Force and abundance. So I am your shield. I am quick to, I am quick to provide protection for you, man, Abram. Abram. And then he told him, and you're exceeding great reward. To be or become great is great. And then it says uh, to increase. So I am your shield and your exceeding increase of reward. And the word reward here is what we're getting to here. Is this, it's the word sakar, S-A-K-A-R in the Hebrew. And it means higher wages, reward, pay. And then it says payment. And it says maintenance, compensation, and benefit. I'm your benefit, glory to God. I'm your... I'm your benefit, glory to God. You know how we have benefits from our insurance? Well, I'm your benefit, says the Lord. And and the thing that's beautiful about this is that, again, we, we're going to get into this in a minute, but God is your inheritance, amen. The portion that God has given you is himself, amen. And in that portion, he's got a place for every one of his sons and daughters, amen, to experience that life and that presence of God forever. Not just today, not just eternally someday when you're with him, but forever, every day, experiencing God. That is the blessing, amen. That is the inheritance. Now, <clears throat> this word, uh, like I said, reward is your is your hire and your wages. Now, we're going to go to another scripture in Hebrews 11, chapter, verse 6. Amen. The scripture says, but without faith, it's, it is impossible to please him. Impossible means <clears throat> that it's without strength, impotent, powerless, weakly, and disabled. It's impossible. It's without strength. It's, it's impotent. In other words, you're coming forth without any life in the spirit. I mean, it's impotent. It's, it has no life. But as Jesus said in John 66, 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. So that's what it's saying here. Impossible means the flesh profited nothing. You can't come forth out of your flesh and expect God to bless you and to honor your word. The word has to be initiated by your spirit. That breath that comes out. And the interesting thing about it is when you come forth out of your spirit, immediately there's a distinction. 
between your soul and your spirit. Between the carnal man and the spiritual man. Amen. Between the world and the Christian. There's always a distinction. Amen. Which side are you on? Glory to God. So without faith, it's impossible to please. And please simply means to be well-pleasing, to gratify entirely. For he that cometh to God, the word cometh is a beautiful word here. It's the word pros erkomae, to come to, to approach, to draw near. But it comes from the word pros, P-R-O-S, and that word means to the advantage of, right? And to the advantage of. So in other words, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, to the advantage of God, amen, must believe that he is a rewarder and he's of them that diligently seek him. And again, so in other words, you're to the advantage of God when you're in faith toward God, moving in faith toward God. God is able to utilize his blessing and his favor on your life, his protection, amen, as it says in Psalm 91.1, right? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I talked about that mino, right, that word abide. If my words abide in you, if they stay, remain in a given state, place, if they stay fixed in a given state, place, relation, or expectancy, glory to God, then are, my, then are you my disciples indeed. That word, amen, that precious word, glory to God, as the scripture says, the precious, amen, is what gives us our inheritance. It is Jesus Christ. It is the word of God. In the beginning was the word, 1, 1, John 1, 1, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen? So therefore, he that comes to God, he that comes to the advantage of God, must believe that he is, he is, is the word janeomai, which means to become or to come into, to existence. Amen? The self-existent one. Amen? Jehovah. Amen? Jo that, that The self-existent one. I am that I am is what he told Moses. Amen? And he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Rewarder, again, it's the same word as, as in Genesis 15, 1. A, re, a remunerator. A remunerator means I'm going to pay you for the work that you've done. And this is what God is saying to those that are faithful, right? Because, again, the word of God always comes forward to two sides. Say ye to the righteous, it's going to be well with him. But woe to the wicked. Now, not to mention, right, the carnal Christian. He's also lumped in with the same thing with the wicked when he's walking forth after his own glory, seeking his own purposes, seeking his own vision, his own desire, everything's about him, 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 or her, 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 you understand, and we're going to get into that in a minute, but again, God is your exceeding reward, amen, of them that diligently seek him, diligently seek him is to seek out, to search for, amen, to crave, to demand, have you ever lost something and you really need it and you're trying to find it and you're flipping over, you know, you're going through drawers and you're opening doors here and there and you you're looking under this, you're looking under that, trying to find whatever that thing is, right? Well, again, it's the same thing. You have to diligently seek the Lord, amen? And we understand this, right, by principle, amen? We've got to seek God, amen? But even in this time of pressure that, we're, that many of the world, that the world is under, right, is that the righteous need to be seeking God, amen? And be hearing from the Lord to bring forth that rhema, to bring forth those words that we need to be praying, glory to God, for our nation, for our cities, our nations, our homes, and the world. And I, and I saw this beautiful post um, uh, from Kenneth Copeland, and it says basically that because of the advance of the body of Christ and praying and seeking me, amen, and basically saying Corona's influence is going to come quickly to a halt, then it's being forecasted by the world, you see. And I believe that, glory to God, because I came out 
I was at work last week. I think it was Monday or something. I'm not sure what day it was. But when I came outside, man, immediately I got a word of the Lord, a word of knowledge quickened to me that Corona, your reign is over. And that's what I kept prophesying. Corona, your reign is over, glory to God. Your reign, Corona, is over. Now, there's a scripture where Jesus told Satan, uh, get the uh, get the hints, right? Get the hints, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, the word get the hints is the word hupago, which means to lead under, to subordinate. And that's what I'm declaring and prophesying, amen? Satan, Corona, and all your demon spirits that are carrying this infection everywhere, get the hints. Hupago, come under authority of Jesus Christ, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Amen. Now, there's two things you can do with that. You can believe it and mix it with faith, or you can disregard it because, eh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, glory to God, I think, you know, by the grace of God, we do know what we're talking about. Amen. And, and it's not about me or you. It's about, it's not about us. Amen. It's about Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the one that's going to get the glory and the honor and the recognition for the deliverance, the great deliverance that he's brought to our lives. The Father sent Jesus Christ. The scripture says, For God so loved the world, John 3, 16. For, John, for God so loved the world, that, is, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting zoe, everlasting life. Now, word again, believeth, believing is believing under, hearing under. You come under the authority of the word of God, right? And then it says, shall not perish. Well, do you think that someone that's uh, involved in, in the sickness and infirmities, like what's going on right now, is, is experiencing life or perishing? No, they're perishing, man. They're dwelling in the way. And I'm telling you right now, if you reach out towards God, ask God to forgive you for your sins, glory to God. God's going to heal us, amen. God is going to heal this nation as the nation turns to the Lord and ask God to forgive them. First, you've got to ask your, your brother and sister, amen, your family, your loved ones, your friends, the co-workers, forgive me for being selfish. Forgive me for being offended, right? Because Jesus said, what's easier to say? Be healed or be forgiven. It's the same thing. So if you're forgiven, glory to God, you're healed. And I believe that, glory to God. I believe that I'm forgiven. Therefore, I believe that I'm healed. Amen. Now, praise God. <clears throat> so I wanted to share that. And then, again, we're going to get into some precious scriptures today. So we're going to get started right now. It's 9.15. And again, I encourage you to reach out towards the Lord. Amen. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Glory to God. Now, praise God. And I want to, I already posted the slide line. Let me post it again. Glory to God. So again, we're going to be talking about Martha and Mary here for a few minutes. And uh, glory to God. Now, the scripture says in Hebrew, Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42, right? Mary, Martha and Mary, amen. So let's go to that scripture. Luke chapter 10. All right. And I want to make a contrast here because it's important that we understand that, you know, one thing is needful as Jesus says, right? Start with verse 38. Luke chapter 10. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. 
And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. And this is, again, this is Mark chapter 10, verse 38. And heard his word. Amen. The word heard here. All right. All right. It says to be endowed with the faculty of hearing, right? And then it says uh, to hear. Uh, and it says to understand, to perceive the sense of what is said. So in other words, you're, you're comprehending, you're hearing. You know, there's times when you're hearing and you're not hearing, right? So we know that, for example, our children, you tell them to do something, then they, they don't do it, right? And, and, and so they're not hearing with respect to that authority that's, that's being spoken, that's speaking it. So again, so she was hearing the word, amen? And so his logos, amen? But Martha was comforted about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care, right? That my sister had left me to serve alone. Bid her therefore that she help me, Amen? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, glory to God, and Martha has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And so, in looking at this, it wasn't that Martha was out of order and serving and doing her part. The problem is she started complaining. In other words, whining, right? <clears throat> and she came to Jesus and asked him, hey, can you help me out here? Tell Mary, my sister, start helping me. But he told her that Mary's doing the right thing right now. Mary's in her season. She's receiving from me. You're doing your part. You need to stay with where you're at, right? So she was cumbered about. She was careful. And she was troubled. Cumbered is to draw, to drag all around, or to drag, to distract, to go in circles. So she was back and forth serving. Hey, you need, you need some water. You need some more bread, whatever. You need a napkin. And then she was careful. She was anxious about, all right? She was disunited. In other words, she wasn't really focused on what was going on with what Jesus was doing there. She was focused on serving and helping, which, again, that's not wrong, right? And then she was troubled. She was disturbed, troubled in mind, disquieted. So she got a little bit disturbed, amen, about what was going on. And then her reaction is, first of all, she came to him. And so the attitude is, you know, uh, it's about time. In other words, Jesus spoke to her. She's like thinking, well, yeah, it's about time. And then she started complaining, don't you care, all right? And it, again, it wasn't that she was out of order, right? She was complaining, and she was in the wrong spirit. She was offended. Amen? She got hurt. And about Mary, he says, she left me alone, man. Come on, help me out here. And then he, he wanted her to command Mary, bid her, therefore, to come help me. But Jesus draw the contrast. First, she was sitting down with him. She was beside him, near him. She was settled. She was at Jesus' feet. She went under the foot, amen. She was under the authority of the word, amen. She was hearing and hearing under. And then it says that uh, uh, she was under his feet, and then she heard his word, right? She held down, it says in Luke 8, 15. Look at that scripture real quick. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Amen. So that's how you bring forth fruit, right? You have to be patient. Patience here means hupamane, constancy. You have to be faithful. You have to stay steadfast in your pursuit of God and your pursuit of the word. Amen. 
and not get distracted, amen, with the cares of this world, with the deceitfulness of riches, and with the lust of other things, entering in, as, as the word says, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And they being offended, it says in another translation, offended is a word against scandalizo, amen, scandal. And when you're scandalized, you're offended because you're telling everybody about it. Now, in Mark 4.16, right, and this is the parable of the sower, the sower sowed the word. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves. The word's got to take root, right? Just like a seed does in the ground. And so endure before a time afterward when affliction or persecutions arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. They're going to be scandalizo, scandalon, all right? To put a stumbling block. It's the word scandalizo here. And so they're offended, right? Because the pressure is all around us, right? Jesus taught us clearly that wherever the foundation is, that's how you're going to know how strong that house is. And if the foundation is built on me, Jesus Christ, then no matter what kind of winds and turbulence and rains come and, and winds, right, and pressure and weather and pressure from the world, sickness, disease, no matter what kind of pressure comes, right, lack or lean of something, you're going to stand firm because you're on the rock. But the scripture says those that built their house on the sand, right, when the pressure came to them, everything washed away. And we're seeing that clearly right now, the distinction of those that are firm and stand, staying steadfast with the Lord and have their faith toward God, amen, and are mixing that word with faith versus those that are in unbelief and in doubt and that are not focused on Jesus but are focused on the cares of this world just like Martha was, encumbered about, troubled. Mm. Now, Mark 4.16, it says, uh, when they have heard the word, receive it. So there is a measure there that you take the word in. And for a moment there, you're really excited about God. You're trusting God. You have faith toward God. But when the pressure comes, you start caving. And now what you had received, you're letting it go again. All right. <clears throat> now, choose the good part. One thing is needful. Amen. And the word needful is, is, is karia. C-H-E-R-I-A. One thing is needful. Uh, the word needful here is the word kreia, necessity, need, employment, affair, occasion. All right? In other words, Jesus is the one thing that we need right now. We need that word of the Lord in our lives. Amen? And so... It must needs be that we continue to seek God, amen, in this hour, man. And don't fret or fuss because of the enemy and how strong, uh, how, how, how seemingly difficult things look right now. Keep your faith and your trust toward God, amen. Praise God. All right, so that was, like I said, that's the last part of that one thing is needful. And like I said, you can explore that. You can get get those outlines. And by the way, I encourage you to continue uh with those outlines i mean don't it's not just a one-time thing right we've got to meditate and give thought and study to this word to the measure that you give thought and studies to the measure that it's going to come back to you so if you want to receive from the lord amen uh abundant grace abundant mercy abundant kindness abundant goodness amen then you must continue on in the word and that means these these scriptures by the way in that video that i made for this that music video there must have been over 50 scriptures, man. 
And for some reason, I felt led to put them all out there to help you all understand, amen, what we're trying to get to in our maturity, man, where we can break off this bread of life, amen, and give it forth anytime it's needed, amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> All right. Now we're going to talk, start here. This is the second part that we're going to get into now. And this is in Psalm 7, 8, 40. Amen. And again, you know, the distinction of those that are serving God and pursuing the Lord. And by the way, if I die, I die in the Lord. I'm not going to fear death, amen. And the thing is, that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, man, even in the body of Christ. And But I know, hallelujah, I know my Father, amen, and I know that the work that he's given me to do is not completed in the earth. You know, on February the 14th, 14th I'm sorry, February the 7th, 2014, I was in there, I was playing my guitar, and uh, my sons were playing Xbox at night, it was around 12 or so. And I, uh, I put my hand on my chin, like my, 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 my hand under my chin, right? And I, uh, I gazed out. And man, I just broke before the Lord. I said to the Lord, I asked myself a question, Joseph, what are you doing? And, and the reason I had that, made that statement, because right at that moment, I was able to adjust my volume on my guitar amplifier through the knobs on the guitar, volume and tone, etc. And I and I I got I understood quickly that I could do it from both sides. In other words, from the amplifier I tweak it the way I want. And from the guitar and the and the and the tone buttons, etc. And I said to myself to a statement, is that it? This is what you've come to, Joseph? All this time and money that you've spent and this is the goal that you were trying to accomplish? And that's, and that's when I made the statement, you know, just what are you doing? Man. And at that time, you know, I fell before the Lord, man. I, I just started crying, man. And I started asking God to forgive me. And I said to the Lord, I said, Father, forgive me for not teaching your people. For missing all these opportunities to teach your people the way of the Lord. Amen. See, every man has to have his Damascus moment. Every man has to come to that place where Jesus knocks you off that donkey, glory to God, just like he did Paul, and makes you realize that what you're doing is, is, is fruitless and pointless. You're in vain, Joseph. You're wasting your time, your money. Your family's slipping away from you. Man. And at that moment, I came back to the Lord, amen. And I started pursuing the Lord faithfully, man. Every, begin to get in prayer. Begin to get in the word. All these principles and scriptures that I had learned from the fellowship that I had been a part of in Marshall at that time started coming back to me. Amen. And all this time up to that point, I didn't want to talk about the Lord for, for one reason, for mainly because <clears throat> the Holy Ghost conviction from, from the Word. Amen. I didn't want to talk about the Word because I knew one thing, I wouldn't live in God. Amen. So therefore, I surely shouldn't be preaching God. Amen. But, um, like I said, I started my pursuit back to the Lord, amen, and feverishly, you know, faithfully just 
pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, getting in the word, getting in the word, getting in the word, praying, 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 seeking, 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 knocking, 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 asking, asking, asking. Right? And I and I like I said, you know, I had to get knocked off my donkey, right? And like I said, every man must come to that place where he finally realizes it's not about you. You see, in that moment, I finally realized that I'm a son of God, man. I'm not doing the will of my father, right? The greatest achievement that you can attain, attain to as a son or daughter of God is to be a son or daughter. It's not about trying to be a pastor in a fellowship. It's not about putting titles on your names, apostolic, prophetic, shepherd, teacher, evangelistic, right? Bishop this, shepherd that, pastor this, pastor that, parking spots, right? You know, all this fine clothing, all this, this great, huge congregation, right? See, we missed it with God, man. And we got to a place where we didn't understand that we were limiting God. And that's what this says here in verse 40, Isaiah 7, Psalm 78, 40. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And see, that's where we are in, in a lot of places in our lives. We limit God because we don't submit to the word. Amen. And the word is where the authority is. Amen. And hearing and coming under the word is you're coming under the authority of the word of God in your life. As a son of God. Not because you're trying to gain information, right? Not because you're trying to gain knowledge, amen, and, grow, and keep learning, keep hearing. keep. No, my goal, amen, in seeking God and studying the word of God is to hear from God. Amen. I want to hear what the Spirit is saying to this church, to this body of Christ, to this member, in other words, in the body of Christ. That's what we should be seeking God for, for Him. Not for any other purpose that, in other words, not because so I can get great gain, gain, get something out of it. And of course, the number one strength of a man's soul is what? Self-preservation. That's what a man's soul is going to do. He's always going to think about himself first. All right? Hmm. Now, so they limited the Holy One of Israel. Romans 10, 10, Romans 10 verse 3. It's interesting that, you know, every time I've ever shared the word of God with someone and they haven't heard the message of the kingdom of God, first thing they want to know is where do you come from, right? Because they want to put you in a filter system, right? They need to understand so they can know how to position themselves, self-preservation, right? And, uh, and so it's interesting, again, when, you, when the word of God is coming forth from the foundation of Jesus Christ out of our spirit, man, glory to God. Now when you hear the word of God, the perspective changes, right? So verse 3 here, Romans 10, 3. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness which is of God. And who is the righteousness of God, right? Who did God send to us? that died for us, that rose from the dead. And incidentally, before he died, he died to his suke soul first, right? And who was that? It was Jesus, right? For the, so they were ignorant of God's righteousness, and they're going about to establish their own righteousness. See that message right there? That scripture right there is the same voice today. Is the body of Christ is going about to establish their own righteousness, not submitting themselves unto the righteousness, the right way of God, in Jesus Christ, the foundation. Another scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Praise God.
going to start with verse 1. Let us therefore fear lest the promise of being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. And see, that's the thing right there. Are you in his rest? Are you in anxiety and cares and troubles and worry and doubt and unbelief? Because if you're in it, if you're in any of the latter statements that are made right there, you're not going to experience God. God is a God of order, man. God is holy. Amen. It's a fearful thing, the scripture says, to fall into the hands of the living God. Right now, if there's not a great fear and respect and a reverence towards the Father, amen, you need to check your heart, amen, because these are very, very serious times right now, and your heart should be trusting and seeking God above all else. Now, that doesn't mean only glory to God, because he gives you your life too, but you've got to seek him first, amen. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. To mix together is mixed with faith, to commingle, to assimilate in faith unto those that heard it. So you see, excuse me a minute. <coughs> they didn't mix that word with faith, amen. And so it's the same situation here. They limited the Holy One of Israel because they didn't want to believe God and trust Him that I've got a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would not have told you, Jesus said. He's saying the same thing to us today as He did to them hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, right? They limited the Holy One of Israel, man. They wouldn't receive, they, didn't, they couldn't comprehend and perceive what the Lord was doing in their lives, how He delivered them from, Israel, I mean, from Egypt, how he brought them through the Red Sea, how he brought them onto the other side. Amen. They couldn't understand and comprehend all that. And so, because they didn't want to obey God, they didn't want to obey his word, you see. And that's the thing is that, that's what we got to come to, is that no matter what the word of God says, we're going to hear that word and hear under. As Jesus said, you are my disciples indeed. Amen. Let's see how he say that. Romans 8, I mean John 8. If you continue... If you menial, if you stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy of my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Amen. All right. So now, they limited, right? They did not mix it with faith. To limit means to pain, to wound, to trouble, to cause pain. In the Strongs, it says, and back, we're back to Psalm 78, scrape into pieces to grieve. All right. So they, they, they didn't want to mark out, I mean, they, they, it says from the word, 8427 here, and the 8427 says to mark out, that is to scratch or imprint. So in other words, they limited themselves. They marked off their own boundary of what they're going to allow their souls to do. That is be obedient to God and submit to his word or go about it our own way. They limited God. You see what I'm saying? All right. Now, I want to show you here in Isaiah chapter 10, starting with verse 12. Isaiah 14, I'm sorry. Is it Isaiah 10? I think it's Isaiah 14. There might be a typo there. Isaiah. Oh, yeah, that's all right. That's what I want to read. Mm. Starting with verse 13. Oh, verse 12. 
Wherefore it shall come to pass that when the Lord hath performed his whole work upon Mount Zion on Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his high looks. You see, in other words, when God builds up the people and strengthens us to that place where now we're able to be that bread of life to the earth, just like Jesus was, as we come into our maturity, as we come into our place and our inheritance, then the scripture says that I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his high looks. In other words, all the work and the dominion of Satan that he's established in your life is gone. And you keep gaining ground and you keep extending the borders, the boundaries, the place of your tent. And not only so, we're involved in the ministry of reconciliation. We're bringing back the people to God's grace and favor. That's the ministry of Jesus Christ. That's what he did with to us, for us. As he brought us back into the favor with God, our Father. And that's what we're doing. We're doing the same thing. Verse 13. This is what the king of Assyria says. And you got to see this is this, this is the principle of rebellion right here. This is Satan, in other words. For he saith, by the strength of my hand, I have done it. And by my wisdom, for I am prudent. For I have removed the bounds of the people and I have robbed their treasures. And I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant. I removed the bounds. In other words, at one point you were in faith toward God. You were moving strong. You were experiencing the provision, the blessing of God. You were experiencing the healing power of God, etc., etc., etc. And now... Through an offense or through some way, the enemies came back into your life. And now the bound that was out here extended in your life, now it's being pushed back. Now the enemy has a foothold in your life and he can come in and out of your life and bring disease, hardship, poverty, pain. You see, you see unforgiveness, doubt, unbelief, chaos, confusion, right? The wisdom that comes from below. Man. And then in verse 14, he says, And my hand hath found as a nest the riches of the people. And as one gathered eggs that are left, have I gathered all the earth, and there was none that moved the wing or peeped or opened the mouth or peeped. Well, I'm declaring right now in Jesus' name that I'm moving the wing. In other words, I'm saying something about this. The scripture says in Exodus 15, 3, The Lord God is a man of war. The Lord is his name. The word man there, one of, the, one of the definitions there is a champion. In other words, is there not a cause, glory to God? And the cause of God right now is to bring the word of the Lord to the people, educate and train them to bring them to a place of strength and maturity on their own. You see what I'm saying? Not <clears throat> so you can glorify yourself and look what I've accomplished. No, so we can glorify Jesus, right? Just like the Holy Ghost is only glorifying Jesus. Guess what? In your heart, that's all he's going to do. Glorify Jesus. In your life, not you. So see, he took the he took just like a hen that's laying on her nest. He went in there, reached out, and got those eggs, and nobody peeped and nobody pecked. Well, I'm peeping, I'm, I'm pecking, amen. I'm saying that there is a cause of God, amen. And I'm standing up for the righteous, amen. And by the way, if you guys need any assistance or help, you know I post my information all the time, and I'll post it again for you guys. And I'm not intimidated, man, about this, what's going on in our, in our lives right now. We need to understand some things here. Uh, I'm going to post up my information. I'm also going to post up information related to the Fellowship and Marshall, my base of operations, amen. Amen. If y'all need anything, y'all need us, amen, to help you. Understand the government of God, amen. 
understand what Kingdom Summit is. Kingdom Summit is a coming to that place where you finally realize that the only thing you need to be growing up into is Jesus as a son of God or daughter of God. Not trying to be a title, right? And I don't want to go into that right now. <laughs> i got to finish this outline. All right. <clears throat> so Satan removed the bounds of the people. It shall come to pass when the Lord hath performed his whole work. You see, this is when now we're growing up and being strengthened. Now we can come back and bring dominion to the earth as he wanted us to in Genesis. Take dominion, amen, replenish the earth and take dominion. And those two things right there are the very things that the enemy is after. He doesn't want us to reproduce babies in the natural because those babies can grow up in the Lord and he wants us to rebel against authority. And in doing so, he's going he's gonna to push back the boundaries and overtake us. So Psalm 57, I mean Psalm 51, 17. Psalm 51, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart of God that will not despise. Amen. Mark that scripture. Well, I think I'm in the wrong scripture, but that's fine. The point is here is that upon Mount Zion and Jerusalem, amen, the whole limit there around about shall be most holy. In other words, God, again, needs to build the people up, and he's doing it as we're teaching the people of God, as the people of God are getting taught the way of the Lord, not the way of the system of Babylon, not the way of their organized religion, right? And so we need to understand this is that God wants to build you up. To be, so that you can be that field of strength, amen, that place where people can come and, and lodge there and get sustenance and get strength and get the power of God, amen, the healing of God, the word of God, amen, the faith of God, the trust of God, etc. To come to that place where they can lean on you if necessary, all right? So the scripture says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. When you're being proud, you're limiting God because when you're in pride, you're acknowledging that this is, look what I've accomplished, look what I've done. You see what I'm saying? And therefore, God cannot promote you, advance you in the spirit, because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Those that are walking in humility, man, God is acknowledging them everywhere right now, and as he always has. Amen? You limit your dominion in the spirit when you walk in pride, amen? When you walk against God by doing it your own way, Again, they limited the Holy One of Israel. Again, they didn't mix it with faith, that same word. So they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, did not submit themselves unto the righteousness which is of God. You see what I'm saying? They didn't want to go the way of the Lord. Therefore, the dominion that they had is being pushed back. The bounds of the people are being pushed back. Why doesn't it work for me? The question people hear all the time, they're frustrated, man. They keep rebranding themselves. They keep trying to make it another way, right? Because God needs to pour you out first. Amen. Like that, that day, <clears throat> February the 7th, 2014, man, it wasn't about me anymore, glory to God. My pursuit was not God, my family, glory to God. And building back up what the enemy had taken from me all these many years. As a husband, as a father, as a son of God, in my relationship to my father, etc., in my relationship to the world, my relationship to my brothers and sisters, everything that the enemy took away from me, glory to God, God has restored it. Praise God. And he continues to restore, amen? 
Amen. Because I'm gonna tell you why you're having a struggle and a problem because you're exalting yourself. You're your own promoter. You see? But it's in the wrong spirit. There's nothing wrong with showing God off, amen. But you gotta you gotta be emptied out first. Amen. Moab, as scripture says in Jeremiah 51, Moab is, has been at ease from his youth. He has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. He's full, in other words, full of himself. He drinks his own blood, drinks his own self. It's what he wants, what he desires, etc. He or she. Now, in Isaiah 14, start with verse 13. And the reason it's not working, amen, because you are the most high in your life. Isaiah 14, 14 in the NIV. Let's look at that one real quick. I will ascend above the tops of the cloud. I will make myself like the most high. It's interesting that, you know, when, when, when the world and when the Babylonian carnal Christians, if you will, when they get promoted and exalted and the thing that they seek for, right, to be out front, to be up the one on top. First of all, they don't even understand what the purpose is of being on top, if you will, in authority, if you will. Second of all, it's all about their own promotion, right? Their own self-exaltation. And this is the conflict that we have. And as we grow up in the Lord, we start realizing it's not about me. What can I do to help you? Well, how can I serve you? <clears throat> so in verse 5, this is called the five-hour wills of Satan. And by the way, he's not Lucifer anymore, the morning star. He is Satan now, which is not even his name. It's his nature, which he means he's a manipulator. He's an accuser. He's trying to keep us offended because he knows that if he can keep mankind offended, God's not hearing mankind. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. He knows that we're crossed with the Lord. All right? For thou hast said in thine heart, and let's read verse 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, number one. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, number two. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation of the sides of the north, number three. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, number four. Number five, I will be like the most high. Mm. So he said in his heart, <clears throat> I will ascend into heaven. In other words, I'm going to be the one on top. I'm going to promote myself. I'm going to get up there no matter what it takes. Wrong spirit, wrong attitude. I will exalt my throne. I will be in charge above the stars of God. God is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to set myself up in that place of authority. Self-promotion. Thou hast said in thine heart, I will sit also on the mount of the congregation of the sides of the north. I'm going to be the one given input, given direction in, in the mount of the congregation because I'm in charge. Thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend to the heights of the clouds. I'm going to be above all. Look at me. Look at my car. Look at my diamonds. Look at my rings. Look at my jewelry. Look at my place of, of uh, exaltation and promotion. Look at all this. Look at my desk. Look at my keyboard. My, look at all this. Man, don't you know who I am? Entitled? <laughs> Diva? Attitude? Mentality? Mm. 
Verse 14, I will be like the Most High. See, that's the goal of the enemy right there. And when that, when that attitude is in our lives, guess what? You're getting resisted by the Lord, man. You're getting resisted everywhere you go. You're claiming and making all these statements and, act, and claims about yourself. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm an apostle, I'm a, I'm a prophet, I'm a shepherd, teacher, whatever, evangelist. You know, you don't even understand that all these functions, these are just functions, it's not who you are. You're a son or daughter of God, amen? And you don't even understand that this is for the people, man. It wasn't for you, it wasn't for me. Mm. So offenses, right? 417, this is what the enemy is trying to keep us in, right? Because he knows if we're in a state of unforgiveness, God's not hearing us. So in Mark 417, it talks about immediately they were offended because of all these conflicts and problems going around their, around, around their lives. Offended, scandalism. And so when they, you get offended, you put a stumbling block or an impediment in the way upon which another may trip and fall. To offend, to entice to sin, to cause a person to begin to distrust and desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. To be offended in one. To see in another what I disapprove of or what hinders me from acknowledging his authority. In our family situations, right? Our sons and daughters get to that place where mama, their dads and moms can't tell them what to do anymore. They've come to that place of strength now. They are the most high in their lives. Mm. But the... But the Precious thing is, is that we, if we repent and get our hearts right back with the Lord, glory to God, the favor and the promotion all, all over is there. <clears throat> we can't see Christ in each other because we are offended. A dead man cannot be tempted. When we don't forgive one another, we limit God. Neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. So again, this place of being offended is a very serious thing. Because huh? you don't realize that you're trampling under the blood of Jesus Christ. That same blood that has forgiven you, you're now turned away from it. Alright? If we do not die to ourselves daily, we will never see the Father and the sons of God. See, in that place of dying to yourself is where you start acknowledging Christ in one another. Amen? And you realize quickly what is the soul man, what is the spirit man? Because you're walking in the Word. But as soon as you start focusing back on yourself, you lose all that distinction anymore. Everything that comes out that says it's Christian or quoting the scripture or whatever, you just accept it. You know? And you don't, you're not seeing that this individual is coming out of his soul. And there's a conflict and a problem there. Amen? We need to come forth out of our spirits, man. It is the spirit that quickeneth, Jesus said. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 4, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. The issues and the forces of life are flowing out of our spirit, man, not out of our soul. If you have seen me, Jesus said, you have seen the Father. If a son of God, a weas of God, a fully matured son represents, represents the Father, the world will see the Father in the Son and the Father, and, and even as the Father was seen in the Son, Jesus Christ. The world will see Jesus if we will represent God properly in the earth as sons of God and get away from our own self-exaltation and promotion. We're limiting God when we take over our own lives. You see? Mm. Proverbs 23.18 Proverbs 23.18 For surely there's an end 
and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. You see, when there's a when the, when it's you, there's going to be end to it. But when you're when you're being led of the Spirit, Amen. You're not going to be cut off, Amen. You're going to continue to grow and to grow and to mature. You're going to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. You're going to be receiving thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold fruit. The good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God. Amen. The revelation, the transfiguration, the manifestation of that word in your life. Amen. I'm going to look at that one in the Amplified 23.18. For surely there's a latter end, a future and a reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. If we stay with the Lord, amen, and we don't resist God and we don't limit God by taking over the management of our own lives and how we should conduct ourselves outside of the word of God, then we're going to experience God. Amen. Psalm 16, 5 through 6. The Lord is my chosen and assigned. The Lord is my chosen and assigned portion. My cup, you hold and maintain my lot. The lines have fallen for me in the pleasant places. Yes, I have a goodly heritage. You see, that boundary in that place that God has given you is your heritage. It's your inheritance. And in that, the boundaries have been set by the Lord. That's where you find strength, amen. That's where you find peace. Because of the government of God in your life, you're able and understand that God is the most high. And you're able to understand that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, not me and not you. Mine and mine inheritance. You will find your inheritance when you find your father. You maintain, you support and obtain a keep fast, help, follow close my lot, my portion of destiny. Jesus said in John 14, 1 through 3. John 14, 1 through 3. I'm a King James Version. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And I hear that voice so clearly right now to the body of Christ. Don't let your heart be troubled right now. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you and me. Amen. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. You see, when you're walking in your portion, your inheritance of God, you're walking in the place where God has given you. And then where you go in that inheritance, here's your portion, here's your cup, right? The lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places. That, that where I am, there may ye be. When you're in your inheritance, you're where Jesus needs you to be, because that's where he is. Amen? And it says, I go to prepare a place for you. Mm. Amen. Amen. And then that, that word mentioned, uh, in my father's house are many mansions, is the word monet, which means a stain, a binding, a dwelling place, but it comes from the Greek word mino. Amen. Which means to remain or abide, to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. So in my Father's house are many mansions. There's a place there that you can stay 
and a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. And then he says, if it weren't so, I wouldn't have told you. I'm telling you, says the Lord, that your inheritance is in, is in me. Amen. And what I provided for you through my son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalm 47, <clears throat> verse 4. Amen. Psalm 47, verse 4. Mm. He shall choose our inheritance for us. The excellency of Jacob whom he loved. Mm. Amen. That place that God has given you is something that God has chosen for you. But you've got to find it in the Lord. You can't find it in yourself. And if you're not walking in that place of peace, amen, then you're not walking in the place of God because that's where, where God is, there's peace because there's governments in your life. He's governing your life through his word. His word is our law. Amen? It's how we guide ourselves. It's the boundary, you see? All right? <clears throat> Proverbs 22, 8, tw Proverbs 22, 28. Proverbs 22, 28. Man. Remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. You know, in looking at Apostle Paul, boy, he was very intent to not walk in another man's line of things. See, he only wanted to go where that gospel had been preached yet because he wanted to establish the right order and the right foundation. Because he knew that the work of dealing with souls of men, the apostolic warfare, right, continuing with the, the arduous work, right, the apostolate, he knew how involved that work was. He knew that he was going to have to spend time. And the less time he had to root down and pull down, throw down, destroy all these perversions and corruptible seeds in their minds, the more time he was going to be able to advance them in the kingdom of God. Amen? So he was very mindful about these ancient landmarks. Deuteronomy 19.14, look at that one. He understood authority, in other words. He understood his boundary. Thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark, which they of old time have set in thine inheritance, which thou shalt inherit in the land that the Lord thy God hath given thee to possess it. He's given us a place to possess in Christ, not in ourselves. Amen. First Peter 1 Peter 1.9, receiving the end of your faith. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Amen. Mm. Praise God. Even the salvation of our souls, glory to God. Acts 3, 1 through 5. This is the story about the gate beautiful, right? And whatever they had, that's what they give him. Acts 3, 1 through 5. Praise God. Now, and now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer in, in the night, being the ninth hour, okay? 
And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried when they laid daily at the gate beautiful, to, at, the, at the gate of the temple, which is called the gate beautiful, <clears throat> to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them. Amen. He, held, he, 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 he paid attention to them and expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And that, and that right there is that healing is your inheritance. Amen. It's our provision in the kingdom of God of what God has brought to us through, through Jesus Christ. It's one of the many things that he's given us. Amen. But there's no doubt God is concerned about his people, amen. And our expectation is, in the Hebrew it says an attachment. Our expectation and what we what we attach ourselves to in, in the word, that's our expectation, right? And we're not going to be um, made ashamed. Psalm 62 verse 5, wow. I I say wow, boy, because we've been pouring over these scriptures, amen. And I encourage you, body of Christ, get involved in this word, amen. My soul, wait, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. My expectation, amen, my hope, my cord, my expectation, my attachment. In other words, what I've given myself to you in the Lord, that's my hope, amen, your word. Mm. You must receive it by faith. And we went over this already that he that comes to God for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you seek God and continue to seek him, God's going to reward you. Amen. <clears throat> Humble yourselves to receive uh, what God wants. Okay. Humble yourselves to receive common responses as God wants to bless. Pride. See, you can't you can't be at that place where God doesn't want to bless me, Amen. What will they think? I'm not afraid. I couldn't do it. We've got to step out in faith toward God, man. Forget what this world thinks. <laughs> Revelation three fourteen. My goodness. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, right. These things saith the amen and faithful, and the true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know thy works, <clears throat> that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would not, I would thou <clears throat> were cold, that, excuse me. <clears throat> He's saying, I don't want you to be hot or cold, and I don't want you to be either way, in other words. <clears throat> 17 and 18. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. You see, when we're in that place where we think we have it all, guess what? You don't have anything, man, because you must have Jesus Christ in your life. You must have this word, amen. Jude chapter 1, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful 
for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. We've got to continuously pursue God in our lives. Don't let go of your inheritance. Don't give up your inheritance, body of Christ. If you, <clears throat> if you walk in pride and arrogance, guess what? You're going to lose it, man. You're going to lose your place in God. Humble yourselves, amen, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. <clears throat> amen. And from the days of John the Baptist, this is Matthew eleven twelve, until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Amen. You don't think the enemy is being violent right now and taking what is ours in the Lord, our inheritance and healing? He is very violent. And guess what? We've got to get violent against the enemy. Amen. And we've got to take back our inheritance in the Lord. Amen. It's not just going to be given to you just because, you know, you're nice or whatever. Or you're being good. The scripture says there's no man good except God. Amen. Luke 16, 16. The law and the prophets were until John since that time. The kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. You've got to press into this kingdom of God. Amen. It's, the enemy is not going to give it up, you know, without you being in order in your life. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Amen. Hebrews 2, 1. Therefore, we ought to give them more earnestly to the things which we have heard. Let's at any time we should let them slip. Amen. Don't let this word slip out of your lives to glide by lest we be carried by, to flow by, to carelessly pass. Don't ignore this opportunity to get your heart right with the Lord. Amen. Turn from your wicked ways, the scripture says, if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, says the Lord. Then will I hear their land. God will bring that healing to you when you ask God to forgive you. Amen. Isaiah 54, 2. <clears throat> Isaiah 54, 2. Mm. We're closing with this. Amen. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and stretch thy stakes. Amen. Enlarge the place of my tent, Father. Amen. Give me that place where, I, where as I grow, I increase in the Lord. Right? Increase with the increase of God. You will not increase in your own strength. You must increase with the strength of God in your lives. Amen. Increase with the increase of God. You want to increase. You want to grow. You want that place of your inheritance to be enlarged, that dominion. Then you must submit yourself to the way of God. Amen. And humble yourselves and turn from your wicked ways. Amen. Unto the Lord Jesus Christ. It's called repent, right? Metanoia, metamalomai. Two words. One of them is godly sorrow. I repent because I'm sorry, Father, for offending you and offending and walking in my own way. The other word is I repent because I got caught. In other words, I'm sorry because I got caught. That's not true repentance. True, rep true repentance is turning away from that perversion and turning back unto the Lord. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this tremendous opportunity, Lord, to share this bread of life, Jesus Christ, to your people, O God. 
I pray that they would take these words, Father God, and they would meditate on them and ruminate on them, Father God. And as your scripture says, Lord Jesus, whatever thought and measure you give to what you've heard is the same measure and thought that's going to give it back to you. And I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that this seed would grow in the lives of your people, Father, 30 and 1600. And I pray that, that they turn away from the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the loss of other things. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father, for your Holy Spirit to work with our lives as you, as you always do, glory to God, and bring Jesus Christ honor and glory. Thank you for those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh. 